Hello, everybody. Welcome to Char Shock Games Podcast. I am not Thomas. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Higgy. I stole the keys. And joining me tonight, as always, and hopefully forever will be, well, maybe not, maybe you'll get tired of me, is my good buddy, Justin. Justin, hi, buddy. I mean, eventually I'll die. Like, forever's a long time. Yeah. I thought about that. I used to think about that. Where, like, immortality would be cool, but you would eventually, like, you know, they talk about, like, the sun would eventually eat the earth. You would be there for that. That's, and you would be alone. That's terrifying. And, like, you would continue to exist, just floating out in nothingness forever because you literally can't die. Yeah. Super depressing. Yeah, that is. God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make this episode depressing. Um, so. I mean, Thomas isn't uh, here, so he can't rein us in. True. Uh, I'm going to try not to be depressing because when I'm the host, I try to be positive. So you're going to get positive, Ben, today. I promise you. No de- no self-deprecation at all today. I promise. Um, I don't and, know if can uh, hold that promise. Um, for the yeah. record, Thomas isn't here because he had mouth surgery. Um, he had to, he had yeah, to, he did. He had to get that dick removed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Oral jokes. I love it. Um, if I had a stream deck, I would play something. Um, there, there you go. Love it. All right. So, yeah, Thomas is not out. Uh, he's feeling better, thankfully, but uh, still not 100%. Hopefully, he'll be with us next week. We'll see. Uh, TBD, as the sports likes to say. So, uh, let's get into the games we've been playing. And as per tradition of the charge shot ways, Justin, you go first, my friend. Yeah. Um, I have not played much because I'm still uh, playing that, that game of uh, Basement Renovation. Um, Lovely. How which is I actually that? was going to talk about a little bit because we were supposed to have a guest this week and he's also been renovating his basement. But ah. that's fine. I'll still talk about it a little bit. How's the net code for Basement Simulator? <laughs> uh, spotty sometimes. Because the, oh, no. the router and everything is down there, like in what will be my office. Um, so sometimes I'll be working on something and it'll fall out of the window and everything will shut off. Um, so that's fun. But... That'll be more a problem when I actually start working on my office. It has I haven't been in there too much lately. Um, although I did have to turn the power off one day last week, and so it, it shut off for that too. But anyway, um, yeah, most of, most of what I need to do right now is being held by the electrician um, because he does good work, but is not the most reliable person in the world. Um, Oof. So... I keep getting, you know, oh, I'll be there this day, and then nothing. Um, so it's been about a month off and on uh, when he was, you know, basically fitting us in around other jobs, which was very nice of him. But this week was supposed to be when he was going to actually, like, have the time to do all of it at once. And so I thought he was still going to finish it up this week, but I guess not. Um I guess he just put other stuff in this week instead of blocking us in. So that's kind of annoying. But I'm hoping it'll be done by this weekend and then I can literally finish everything up because I'm just waiting right now. Like, I've done more than I probably should do down there. I have all the the drywall up. I started priming the walls, like, doing some painting even. Um, All stuff that should probably be done after the electrical, but it's like areas that won't be affected, you know? So I'm going to go ahead and do it because I have the time. Um, but I'm definitely getting antsy because it's like, I'm calling it almost livable down there, um, where, you know, like the walls are up and everything, but there's like two working outlets and they're both in the laundry room. 
So anything you want to actually like run, you have to like run extension cord from the laundry room out to whatever you're doing, including oh, no. like power tools and stuff. Um, so that's why I want to get the electrical done. <laughs> and like the lights down there are temporary ones that my father-in-law put in uh, just to, you know, illuminate the space. And so yeah, he's supposed you don't want... to come in and like actually put in like the LED cans. Um, cool. Like all over the place. But we can't close the ceiling up until, you know, those those yeah, cans sure. are wired. Right. So it's just everything is waiting. Um, yeah, the, the life, life of a homeowner. Yeah. And my, like, my new studio office space, I have to do that last because the electrical box is in that room. So I can't close up anything in there until all the electricals run. So, like, the main room I need, you know, to, to get everything out of here and move downstairs is the, the last part of the process. So I'm extremely antsy um, and trying to do whatever I can throughout the week just to, you know, help the process along. But it means I haven't played a lot. Um, I have still been streaming, uh, Metroid Prime, and, uh, I'm still unclear if you were there for the Thermal Visor trip. I was off and on. It was a long day. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was there. Because you weren't was, making fun was... of me, and I was a little disappointed. Well, you can only make so many, like, Metroid Prime doesn't exist on Switch, you know, No, so I mean, much. like, making fun of me for the infrared. Oh, you know, honestly, dude, it's because I forgot, and then I had to go do something. Um, but I wanted to, but I forgot. And, like, when you were there, and I come back, I'm like, no, I, I, you were just leaving yeah. there. Like, God damn it. Like, it was, like, it, to, to share the inside joke, um, I put out a video. It's actually kind of funny, because I put out a video on, uh, like, the scariest moments in non-horror games, which is a really fun video to make. Um, it was. I had oh, some friends come in and, and stuff like that. Um, and it's funny because both games I'm streaming right now, Metroid Prime and Halo, well, the first Halo, not Halo 2, uh, are in that video. Because <laughs> the, the flood <laughs> oh. level from Halo is in there, and then the thermal visor section from Metroid Prime is in there. So it's weird, like, I'm playing both of those games at the same time. But anyway, um... So, Ben made fun of me, because I thought the thermal visor, like, infrared vision, basically, was scary. Thermal images, ooh! Um, yeah. So, when I was streaming that part, like, I was actually legitimately, like, like just anxious to get out of there. Um, I was trying to ramble through it, and, like, you know, make jokes and try to, like, not focus on the task at hand and just get through it. But I, I had to quit. It's part. What? It's a pretty unsettling part. It is. Like, it's, and I realize, you know, you're just joking about, like, the thermal vision part, but, like, it's just, it's the idea that you have to be in that mode because it's total darkness and it's the only way you can see, but everything right. just looks so creepy in that mode. And mm -hmm. if you switch out of it, it's total can't darkness. Yeah. So it's like, some rooms, you actually can see, but the enemies are invisible. So it's still, like, trying to figure out when you have to be thermal, when you don't, and it's just, it's a lot. Um... And so, like, I finished that section and I had to quit for the night. I was like, I'm, like, legitimately, like, just, like, I can, my heartbeat is, or my heart rate is, uh, high right now. Like, I can't Oof. do anymore. And it's stupid, but it's the way it is. Um, so I have been enjoying that game still, but I, uh, I did an extra stream of it this week, um, because, you know, Thomas is not feeling well and he's been doing Halo with me. Um... And I got kind of mad at the game. Um, 
because like the first Metroid Prime, like the first one, has some weird routing in the first place. Um, like it's it's very much the type of game where you have to go completely across the world to get one item and then go right back to where you were. Uh, which yeah, Super Metroid had that a little bit too, but like it's a much smaller area, so it's like you're taking a quick trip down to Norfair and then back up. Like, not and the shortcuts, the shortcuts are better in Super than they are in Prime One, honestly. Right, Prime One, like between every item, it seems like you have to make a trip through Magmore Caverns, like one way or the other. Um, and it just it was getting really annoying. Um, and then I got the Ice Beam. Um. And there was two possible doors that I could go through. Uh, one was like through a morph ball uh, tunnel to an ice beam door uh, by the save point. And the other was like just kind of same hallway, but like down a different direction, which was also an ice beam door. So I had a 50-50 shot of going somewhere that I assumed was the right way. So I was like, okay, one of these is probably like a power up. The other one is the right way to go. So I opened the door. And it takes me to uh, the town overworld, like right by the uh, the un- the underwater frigate. Um, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Like I have the ice beam. Like I don't need the grappling hook to get over here now because I'm on the right side of it, and it's an ice beam door. So this must be where I go next." So I open that door, go down all the way. There's a f- a few power ups and stuff I get there, like you know missile expansions, that kind of thing. Um, but it gets to a point where you're just blocked off by a high wall and like text on the screen says something along the lines of like progress blocked by, uh, by suit modification or something like that. By lack of suit modification. So like they put text into the game that says, Hey, you can't go any further without the gravity suit, but you can make it that far. So then I spent like 20 more minutes trying to get out of there because I had to literally backtrack. Like, about that point, it showed up the, the thing on the map, you know, where it pings where you're supposed to go next, which of course was to get the gravity suit. Um, and like Fendrana Drifts or something. Not even close to where I was. But I had to try and get out of there without the gravity suit or anything. So I'm like going up these, these stupid little like ship debris platforms to get out of here. And these enemies kept like sucking me towards them and then I'd fall and drop all the way back down. I was getting really mad at it. So I finally get out of there and I can't go back up the way I came, which would have been a lot more convenient because I could go through the other ice door and see where that takes me. Probably, you know, let's say closer to Vendrana Drifts, most likely. Um, But it's like up a cliff waterfall that I can't like scale. So I have to make my way all the way back through Talon Overworld, through Bagmore Caverns to the Vendrana Drifts elevator. And I still have no idea what was through that other door, it, like, by the ice beam. If that would have taken me closer to where I needed to be, or if it was just, like, a, you know, a one-off power-up and I still had to backtrack a bunch. Like, it's those kind of examples of, like, why? Like, why make that area accessible when it's not where you're supposed to go next? And all it does is tell you, hey, you can't go here, go here instead. And it's, you know, a, an hour-long backtrack. Like, that's bad game design at that point. Either block it off, or make the barrier way closer. <laughs> so, like, the the thing is, I, I know I'm spending a lot of time on this, but 
there's only two of us. We're going to have a short show. Um, the the first Metroid Prime is one I've only beaten once. And that was back on the original GameCube, like when it first came out. I've gone back to it a few times and we never made it very far. Uh, Prime 2, I've also beaten once, but I've gone back to it a lot more times. I just tend to fall off of it at some point um, because the, the late game stuff isn't as interesting, I don't think. The world switching is annoying. See, I like that from a backtracking standpoint because it makes it more interesting. You're not just going straight through the same areas again. But, like, it is kind of confusing sometimes. You have to figure out when to, to change because the dark world is a lot of, like, segmented off areas. So you have to go back yeah. to the light world, find the next portal to get back to the dark world, and then, like, you know, that part doesn't connect to the other part of the dark world we were just in. Like, I'm about to go get the secret, secret missiles because I'm also playing that right now. And I specifically remember that the secret missiles is like a one room dark world area that you have to get to that area from the light world and then take the dark world portal to that one room, get the secret missiles and then leave back to the light world. Like, cause there's nowhere you can go from there in the dark world. You can only like go through doors and stuff in the light world. It's weird. Anyway, that's another kind of bad backtrack. Um, cause you get the secret missiles and they go right back to where you were before. Um, to get the, like, the gravity boost or whatever it's called. Um, but Metroid Prime 3, I feel like there's a lot better job of that because a lot of the, the backtracking is somewhat mitigated, at least, by the fact that you land on a planet, go through it, and then get to another point where your ship lands, get back in your ship, and then you can go to a different planet. So there's still some of the weird backtracking stuff, and there's like kind of a like an optional like bottle ship. It's not optional; you have to go there eventually. But um, your progress there is somewhat optional throughout the game, uh, and that is very backtracky because like you always land in the same spot, and you basically just you can do more progress on it throughout the game as you go, or you can go there once at the end of the game and just clear it all out then. Um, but I digress a little bit. The point is. The first game feels like it has a lot of that, like, you know, that first game syndrome, even though it's not the first Metroid game. Um, whereas the next two kind of, like, fixed a lot of those weird issues and stuff. And honestly, I think just getting the screw attack early in Prime 3 is a big reason that game moves quicker. Because that clears out a lot of areas really quickly, even when you do have to backtrack. Um, whereas the first game doesn't even have the screw attack, and the second game you get it at the end. Um... But I'm still enjoying the game, just not as much as I would like. I can definitely see the flaws and why people like two more. Um, aside from that, I haven't played too much. Um, I briefly jumped back into Fortnite today uh, because the season four Marvel stuff dropped, and I was just kind of curious, like how <laughs> substantial that is. Um, and I'll say I'm a little disappointed. Uh, I like the battle pass in general, like the stuff you get from it, uh, from the cosmetics and things like that. Uh, like one of the things I got was a really cool, uh, like a Thor cape. That's kind of like, like animated galaxy that like just a normal oh. character can wear. Nice. So like your character could go around with this cool, like flowing galaxy cape. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. But the, the Marvel characters themselves are a little underwhelming. Because uh, I thought, like, you just, which I understand why they can't do this, but I thought you dropped into the game, like, with their powers. 
So, like, you don't pick up the weapons and stuff like that that your other characters do. You just have the powers you have. Um, but it seems like instead, you just are basically a character skin. And then around the map, there's, like, a pickup for, like, Thor's hammer, for example. Because um, I was playing as Thor. And when you get that pickup, you have those abilities. But otherwise, you're just a normal character skin. And, like, you have guns and, you know building equipment or whatever else that's how the uh, i think that's how the infinity gauntlet the thanos promotion work where like you weren't you you only played as thanos whenever you found the gauntlet and then you become thanos so yeah but that makes more sense because the gauntlet transforms you into thanos i was playing as thor so you should automatically have like flying and right. You you want to break the game you break the game open (laughs) if you can do that well all the way I'm, I'm not saying, like, in the trailer, for example, they show, like, Wolverine, um, like, going up and, you know, clawing at people, and then, like, he does, right. like, a like a spinner, like, berserker attack or whatever. Berserker barrage. So, like, theoretically, a character that can only attack close up, like, mm-hmm. sure, it might do a lot of damage, but they're at a disadvantage because you have to long get range. close. Yeah, long range. Um... So I thought they were, like, kind of balanced those characters in a way that you only have their powers. And so, like, you know, you're good at a few things, but the other just, like, normies can still get the upper hand. Um, So, like, some matches could go the entire time without you really feeling like that hero, aside from playing as them. Because you're just that guy with guns and stuff. And that's a little disappointing. Um, Hmm. But it is cool, and I see what people are saying about, like, the character models are really good. Um, oh my god, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, I like the Marvel Avengers style, but the the animations of them here are just very crisp. Like, Jessica Walters, speci- specifically, is... She-Hulk! Yeah, she's a beautiful design. Um, And, like, I think just graphically, it holds up nicely, because they found out a way to make those kind of, you know, cartoony characters match the cartoony Fortnite style really well. Whereas, like, Marvel's Avengers is doing its own art style, and people are like, why does it not look like this? It's like, that wouldn't work in that art style. But, again, I digress a little bit. Um, But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give it some more try, and I'll give it some some more chances. Is, uh, Is Galactus on the map? I don't know. Like, that's oh, the thing. It's, it's like, match to match, it doesn't feel any different. Except you okay. can't be Marvel characters. But Aww. I feel like there's events that can happen. Okay. Uh, like, for example, there's, uh, like, map... I was going to say map quests, but that's a, you know, that's a site. Um, like, missions, I guess? Mm-hmm. Uh, that get you, you know, points towards the battle pass or whatever. Um, that relate to the heroes. Like... I had one that was like investigate scratch marks, which is related to the the Wolverine pass. Um, and then I had another one like specifically for Thor to like investigate uh, Bifrost markings or something like that. But I didn't see any of those things when I was playing. Hmm. Um, it is a big map. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff, I think, is very uh, conditional. And. I don't know how the Galactus stuff works. One cool thing I did find out, which is how I died the first game, um, because I didn't know that I was going to get attacked, but um, there's, like, like shield crate drops around the map. Um, 
So, like, there's, you know, like, smoke, like, colored smoke that comes up from the map, which are normal supply drops. Um, but they're guarded by, like, Stark robots. Uh, so in order to, you know, take advantage of the supply drop, you have to, like, take out the guard robots to get to the stuff. Um, so I, like, I ran up there. I didn't have anything yet. I had just dropped... Um, and I was like, ooh, here's just a, here's a supply drop. Let's check it out. And then, like, there was, like, you know, these robots, like, pacing back and forth. And at first I thought it was, like, actual people enemies. But they looked at me and didn't start shooting or anything. So I was like, okay, there must be NPCs or something. So I just went up and started trying to loot. And then they opened fire. I was like, crap. <laughs> and I said, killed by, like, Stark inf- infantry robot or something like that. Um... So yeah, that's kind of neat. Like those event things on the PvP map. Um, and I don't know if the Galactus works like that too, where it's like a you know a random chance of showing up or something, and then like it becomes a PVE where everyone has to take out Galactus before they finish off each other. Um, but I'll hopefully I'll find that out in the future. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I definitely recommend it. And if you want to try it out with me, we can. Okay, yeah, I have to I have to re-download it because I haven't I kind of installed it. Uh, because I kind of think I burned been burned myself out. Other things coming out, and it's kind of hard to keep up with a game like that. So, yeah. um, this I I only had any curious just because like I thought Galactus would be like a because I kept thinking like oh they had those concerts and stuff like that. What if Galactus is just a con like for like a week? Galactus is just constantly there, and you have to like I don't know do something. I don't know, but like if he's not walking around the map, I kind of don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, like again, I don't know exactly how it works because I hadn't played in a long time. And so, like, I booted it up, and the whole main menu is totally different from what I was used to. Because it was, like, you know, it loads up to, like, Save the World, uh, Battle Royale, and uh, Creative, I think. And so, like, you know, you go into the Battle Royale mode, and then there's still more options on the screen with, like, the uh, the different, like, squad types or whatever. And then uh-huh. um, there's, like, the, the Battle Pass screen and, like, the uh, checklists of different things that get you points, like your daily, you know, your, your daily Menus. quests and stuff. Um, and then there was a few other things, like different modes, which I did, there was like an arena mode, and I didn't know what that was. And So there's a bunch of stuff. It's possible it's tucked away in one of those things, but I just went to the main thing because it had the Marvel characters on it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's not very clear. I, I guess they figure people will know. I guess so. Uh, I just I only picked an interest just because I saw like the Herald is coming and they were showing Thor who became a Herald of Galactus this year, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, oh, is Galactus gonna? Oh, and I oh. can also see the this season building up to that too, because like they yeah. want you to you know work towards the battle pass. So maybe right, there's a right, few right. weeks of like letting people play normally, you know, getting these characters unlocked, getting the different skins, the weapons, things like that, and then it'll culminate. And a battle against Galactus, like a PVE type thing, that's a you know weekend event or something. Um, so everyone can throw on their their Marvel skins and go after Galactus. That'd be so cool. Because if you I'm, drop I'm, it at the beginning, I'm... there's nothing to build up to. Right. You're probably you're probably right. Yeah. That's cool. I, yeah. I look forward to seeing. It. I'm, I might download it and grind it out just to just to fight just to fight fucking Galactus. Yeah, for sure. Because. Uh, and like I said, the characters are cool. Like just running around this door, and like the um, the glider, like you can switch it out for his hammer. Yeah, so, I, I want to play as the one of the X Men, honestly. 
Yeah, I know. I really want Storm, but I don't have her unlocked yet. I just have uh, She-Hulk and Thor. Is Psylocke in? Is Psylocke's one of them, isn't she? Yeah. Oh. Uh, X-Men-wise, it's uh, Wolverine and Storm. Wah. Um, I thought I saw a Psylocke image somewhere. Maybe I was wrong. But, yeah, so, like, I drop out of the plane, and I'm just, like, holding on to his hammer, like, floating through so the weird. air. It's pretty cool. That's... And his, <laughs> um, his, like, dropping animation is the Bifrost. Oh, nice. That's really cool. That's so nice you, touch. like, shoot down to the Bifrost, and then, you know, click over to your glider, and you just, like... Holds his hammer out. And why, goes my forward. question is, why would they release this expansion right when Avengers comes out? That seems yeah. like killing your game. Like I understand there are two different audiences, but like Fortnite's audience is, is like one free and two huge. And then the Avengers game comes out this fucking Tuesday, right? Or well, the next week, something like it that? comes out Friday. Uh, on Friday, okay. Pre-orders get it three days early. Right, right. right. So that's, that's why I say I'll get it on Tuesday. Okay. But there's t- I mean, it's a week with this battle pass. Like, it's probably to hype up Avengers, honestly. Probably. I, I To me, I see it, like, clashing. I figured, like, you know, I don't know. Like, it could be two different audiences for sure, but I feel like Fortnite's audience is huge. Yeah. Um, so. But a lot of Fortnite's audience also don't pay for things that aren't Fortnite. True, that's... That's true. That is that is very true. So who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, if anything, people are getting upset over quick time events in that game in in Marvel's Avengers, which I'm not going to get into that. But you know, everybody knows how I feel about the game and why I won't be getting it. So there there was a news story which we're not going to talk about. So I'll bring it up real quick about um, the the post launch characters having paid battle pass or paid uh, yeah basically battle passes like their individual uh, their battle passes cards. yeah. Like each character has uh, like a like a character card, um, okay. which unlocks through um, through credits you get like with um, like daily and weekly challenges and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're fairly easy, uh, but like the base characters, those cards are already unlocked. So you just you know you do your daily quests and stuff, and you go down the the battle pass for each character. But it's at the post launch ones. You have to unlock with a thousand credits, um, and so people are freaking out because like credits are a paid currency. And they're like, "Oh, so these these free characters that you get with the game, like you don't you can't get their cosmetics or anything unless you pay for them," which is technically true. But you get credits through the uh, the character pass, um, like at different tiers, you get so many credits. So theoretically. Just playing the game, you would get enough credits to not ever have to actually like pay for one of to unlock one of the character cards. It still seems a little unnecessary, but like it's not worth freaking out over. I've I've heard that before. Where Street Fighter Five, honestly enough, where you could you can you know you don't have to buy any characters. You can use fight money to uh, to earn enough fight. You can earn enough fight money in Street Fighter Five to not like buy the characters with money. You would know, but I don't think anybody has actually earned enough fight money to buy a, a whole season worth of characters, let alone one character. So it depends on how like often you get that currency, because they're not going to give it to the point where like you get a lot of it, then they then they don't get no money. Well, um, the the way the story read was, um, you know, your your base six characters, uh, obviously they're unlocked already, and you get credits from those characters. So you'll build up a certain amount from them. 
probably at least enough to, you know, unlock the first DLC characters, which would be Hawkeye. And then those DLC characters, they say by the end of the pass, you'll basically get that those credits back. So let's say you pay once. Just hypothetically, like, even if you have to pay once, which I don't think you would. If you pay once for, for a character's I'm challenge card, you would get the credits from that card to buy the next one. I think it depends on how much you get, how much currency you get. That's a, yeah, that, but they, I'm saying they said that you get okay. enough from the card to, like, you get that money back, is how they phrase okay. it. Okay. Okay. I just, I don't like the idea of battle passes and full retail price games. It just seems scummy. Oh, I totally agree. But I just think people are freaking out about it too much over the, the headline and not actually reading the story, and that bothers me more than anything. No, true, true, true. Like, don't but make an opinion just... on something you haven't read. Yeah, true. <laughs> and But another reason why I won't be getting this game, just... I, if I'm going to grind things out, I'll grind it out on other things, not a PV, PvP, PvE game like this, That's where fair. I don't like the art style. Um, okay, anything else that you've been playing this week? I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Okay. Alright, toodles, McBoodles. Alright, uh, so I've been playing... I've played a lot. You're just going to ignore it. Just don't talk about it. Okay. Um, I've been playing a lot, so I officially completed Batman Arkham Knight. I've done it. Uh, I don't know if it was worth the true ending. Uh, I won't there say it what is. it is for Justin's... I, I won't say it uh, if it, for Justin's sake of what it is, but I will say... The reward I got for completing the game wasn't necessarily the true ending because the only difference is is that you get an extra scene with Gordon talking over and something is shown. I won't say what it is, hmm. but something is shown. Um, but like, uh, I do like that the like the the, the, the main. I, I don't even tell, say the regular story because Justin even, hasn't even beaten it yet. It's been since two, even though it's been out since two thousand fifteen. Um, but open world uh, games I, overwhelm me. Yeah, I guess sure, uh, but I won't say. But either way, like I like, even if you played the first five minutes, Batman kind of says like, "This is like it, it, like this is it has a sense of finality to it." Even like, oh yeah, before you say it, so, he's very so aware I will, that I will, this is the night he dies. Yeah, so like it, it even op- it even opens up uh, like this is how the Batman dies. That's how that's how Commissioner Gordon yeah. opens up the fucking game. Uh, I won't say that happens, but. I will say there's a nice closure and a nice something that happens. My satisfaction with completing this fucking game was capturing the Riddler. Because, my God, that arrogant son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Um, the best part is, is like, at certain increments, he will start talking shit to you. Like, oh, ho, Dark Knight, you have a hundred more to go. Oh, ho, Dark Knight. You know, all this mm-hmm. other shit. Uh, there's actually missions where, like, he'll put, like suicide bombs inside prisoners skulls and you have to find them they're super easy um and uh, the the biggest problem i had with doing the riddler stuff one there's a lot of it um but catching riddler goons pretty much reveals all locations the riddles themselves are not bad like fidgeting out the traps riddler's a fucking idiot like they're not hard the hardest part of this fucking game, and I used the guide for pretty much all of them unless i knew what it was talking about was the riddles themselves because i hate all the Arkham games do this. It'll tell you a riddle, and you'll be nowhere near the fucking riddle. So you will look endlessly on. Wait, it's it. Is it here? Is it is it here? Um, I think the riddle, like once you find, like tackle a riddle goon, and he'll show you where it's at. But even then, I feel like it's kind of vague because you got to know what you're looking for. So I just use the guide for those because, like, one of them is like, 
you go into the Arkham Knights main headquarters and it tells you something about Alice, like Alice in Wonderland, and it's all the way at the bottom of this pit. I'm like, really? Why are you telling me at the entrance? Like, come on. Uh, I guess technically you're entering a new room. Um, but the best satisfaction of it was capturing Riddler because uh, as you get closer to 10, he starts talking more shit. Five, <laughs> he starts like, oh, wow, wow you really want to fight me, Dark Knight? Okay, Dark Knight. And then four, he starts acting like a scared little bitch the entire time. Oh, it's great. So one, he goes, all right, you want to fight me? Bring it on. Um, I'll, sh- I'll fight you. And what I love, what I did was, because I had to fucking do it. Uh, the second I got out of the uh, the movie studio, because that was the last place I did, because I, I did all the overworld stuff first, because that would take me the most time, and I did the three individual sub areas last, because that would that would be fast, because they're all they all show up on the map, they're all in one contained area. I'd find them very quickly, and I did. Um, so spo- like tip for Riddler stuff. Anytime you see a green glowing person, tackle them because they will reveal location for it, and it's up to you how to figure it out. Uh, that saves so much time. Just do that during the uh, throughout the game, and then probably wait till you get all your gadgets. Uh, also, this game, you, I hate that this game doesn't tell you about the free the the uh, the freeze uh, Mister Freeze's weapon from Arkham City. You can skip that weapon, and I didn't know this because I was like I was missing a fucking weapon like upgrade system. I'm like, why am I missing? I looked it up. Like I'm missing the free the the, the freeze cluster from Arkham Arkham City, and it's like in. The movie studio is right next to like the container, like these these jail cells he has set up, and you could totally miss it. Nothing about it stands out, and I missed it. Maybe I'm going blind. I don't know, but I hate that. But I got it, and and I felt salty because like motherfucker, I am done. I could have been doing stylish and sweat combos. I could have been electrocuting people, freezing people, smoking people. I don't know. I feel robbed, but either way, I can't do anything about it now. Uh, but one thing I did, like I said, I, as I was leaving the movie studio, I played Molossus from Batman Begins. That's the theme that plays when he's uh, all the bats are on the screen. He's escaping from the Gotham City Police Department, and oh my god! And then get into like the '89 uh, Batmobile because, of course, I was rocking that <laughs> Batmobile and suit. So that theme works so well, like um you know like as you're running through gotham city chasing down riddler the fight itself is a pretty much a repeat when you fight him after rescuing catwoman you have to defeat certain robots and beat him down it's not hard uh but god it felt so good to throw his punk ass in jail it felt so so you don't actually fight him no you fight like he's in a robot like you punch the shit out of him you punch the shit out of him but like he's in a robot Riddler's not gonna fight fight Batman. He would lose. Like he would he would say no chance. Um, I want like, and, a and there's fight, this. Though. No 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 no. He straight up he straight up just has robots fight you, and then you have to switch between Catwoman. Catwoman shows up, um, which I feel like they wasted Catwoman because they only tied her to the Riddler stuff, and I feel like she could have been part of the bigger narrative, and especially because her and Bruce have like a real sweet moment of like let's just run away. Come on, you don't have to do this anymore. And like he's like, you know, no, tonight's it's over after tonight. There is no more me. Um, you know, just being very vague about what it is. And uh, considering that's the last thing I did, it's like very foreboding. Um, it's it's also it's bittersweet, especially considering Talia got killed in in City. So like, Selena's the last love of his life. Um, but yeah, it was it was a. Will I do it again? Maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I. I'll... All the DC hype almost made me want to jump into fucking do it again, New Game Plus. But I was like, no. Yeah, a lot of people I, are jumping I, into those games now. It's funny. Yeah. 
This is why I think my summer of DC is officially over. Um, with DC fandom, that was sort of the end of it all. Um, but, uh, but before I move on to my next game, I did do some of the other stuff. Like, I did play the DLC stuff. Most of it was not, you know, it was whatever. Like, the Robin, the best one is the Batgirl one because it's the most varied. It's the biggest one. Uh, it's like the creepiest one because you get Mark Hamill back as the Joker. Uh, you get team up, you team up with Robin to rescue Commissioner Gordon. You have takedown missions. You have, you know, combat missions. It's really cool and Batgirl feels fun. The other ones are pretty much like tutorial missions kind of for like how to play them in the challenge maps. They're, like they have all new set places like Robin has to stop Two-Face in this big furnace. My favorite one though uh, was Nightwing. Outside of Batgirl was Nightwing. But that's because like it's pure slapstick comedy with Nightwing just messing with uh, Penguin. So Penguin is trying to escape the Gotham City Police Department and he's just stuck in an elevator. Like just stuck. And he's like telling his friends, like telling his like his goons, like get me the fuck out of here. I need to get out of here. Um, and it's weird because you see Gotham in the daytime. You can't go to it, but like it's like in the morning, and there's like a missing. Like, Whoa, Gotham in the daytime. This is weird. <laughs> um, uh, but like like <laughs> Nightwing will like like get on the intercom and like like twice in the in the thing like mimic his one of his goons like yeah boss we beat nightwing you know just just totally trolling him it's great uh nightwing has such a great personality in these games um but yeah the like the most of them felt like tutorial for like here's how they play and go play them more in the challenge stuff Hmm. uh yeah i don't know if it was worth it but i mean considering it comes with all the costumes all the extra story missions inside the main campaign i'd say it's worth it you know definitely they're not long the back of the background was the longest one but i i the red hood one was the biggest disappointment because i figured okay is it gonna give me is it after arkham knight no he's just after black mask even though even though he plays uniquely they don't i don't know i feel like i don't know i don't know uh but i I did do some of the races stuff because obviously not the races, the uh, race challenges I should say, and uh, I didn't know this because each uh, you get like different Batmobiles, uh, like the Batman sixty six, the Tumbler, the eighty nine Batmobile, and um, each one has like at least two levels dedicated like that are based around there. So Batman sixty six one straight up is like on the movies on the set of this of the tv show like there's like you can see moments from the show like of the the shark and the bat repel and stuff and it plays the batman 66 theme <laughs> and i but the first one i played was 89 and i had like the volume for audio and 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 uh, sound effects on the same level so i started playing i'm like okay cool it's gonna take me through you know sets from the 80 89 and returns and i started and i all of a sudden i hear Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing ever. And I, I think I three starred some of those. Um, the Tumblr ones are boring, but that's because the Christopher Nolan movies are without personality in terms of Gotham City. So I just did one lap of those and I hated it. Uh, yeah, don't God, Christopher Nolan, do you hate fun? <laughs> do you, what? Do you, uh, so that's enough of Arkham Knight. Uh, really enjoyed it. If they port it to Switch. And it runs well. I will damn mm. complete it again for sure, just because I could complete it on my bed and not have to be tied to a TV. Um, and then maybe you know that'd be cool. Uh, but besides that, um, I loaded up the new Battletoads game because uh, oh, it came yeah. on Game Pass. Yeah, it came out. Uh, it's weird, man. <laughs> like it's it's funny. 
Um, it's like self-referential, uh, like it's self-deprecating. I don't want to give it anything away because like some of the stuff in there, I was like, huh, I don't know what I expected because I'm not a Battletoads person at all. Like, I don't think I've ever played a Battletoads game before, but like the voice acting is like, it, if, if it made me want a Battletoads cartoon is what I'll say with how it's written. Like in the animation, I know some people are kind of shitting on it. I think it looks cool. I think it looks like fun and expressive. It's unique. Especially. Yeah, especially when you're like you're fighting. Um, so you get to choose between three characters: Zitz, Pipple, and whoever the fuck I don't care. But they all play Rash. differently. So, Rash. Yeah, the Killer Instinct guy. Yeah, they gave the guy from Killer Instinct his own video game. Sorry, uh. I don't play Rash and Killer Instinct. I'm sorry. Uh, but like they all play differently. Um, like I think R- Z- Rash, Pimple, and Zitz. I think Pimple was the big one. Like he's the bruiser. Um. But they all have like a, a light attack, a medium attack, and then they have a morph attack. So like if you hold it down, they'll do like um uh like ra- like a big fist or like big boot, you know, stuff like that. But it looks cool. And then they have an air one they can do. Uh as for how the game plays, I mean, it's fine. I feel like hit detection's a little off sometimes, where like I feel like I'm on the same plane, but I'm not connecting anything. Um and I mean, I'm going to compare it to Streets of Rage 4 because that was the other big beat-em-up release of this year. And I feel like Streets of Rage 4 has better combat, but I think Battletoads oozes personality, and that makes me want to play it. It does have the bike levels, and oh my god, they're bullshit. (laughs) They're still bullshit, but it's more tolerable. But I feel like they go on way too long. Um, But I think what what makes me go... I haven't picked... I I kind of stopped playing for another game that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But... It's fun. Like, I think, I would, I don't know if it has online co-op, honestly, but like, if you got a buddy, you know, duke it up. It's, it's hilarious. Um, or you can play Shoot Your Rage 4, that's also on Game Pass, too. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, not, not bad. Not bad. I feel, I feel like people are being too harsh with it, honestly, because I've seen some reviews. I'm like, I, I maybe I'm crazy, but I, I like this game. Um, is it amazing? No, but it's fun, and I, I feel like a lot of it goes through because of the personality. Um, but, uh, the other one I've been playing, uh, is, uh, Rise, Son of Rome. Uh, the launch, the ill-fated launch game for the Xbox One. You remember this game? Uh, I remember one, actually wanting to play this game when I first saw it, because, like, I'm a sucker for ancient Rome. It's, 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 it's such a unique t- history of the world, like this huge empire, uh, you know, we get compared to the Roman Empire so much. Hey, we're, we're going to see the fall of Rome right now. Um, live in your house. It's Saturday night. Uh, so I didn't know what to expect of this game because I don't, I, all I remember from the reviews was it was quick time to game. And that is true for the most part. Um, but like I kept expecting like it to be completely automated. It's not. Uh, you have, it's very shallow. Like I won't lie to you. You have a light attack. You have a uh, uh, you have a uh, a def like a um, I don't know what to call it, but like it's a move you can basically di- like make people's shields like back away. So di- not disarm shields, but like I don't know what to call it. The move the game has a specific name for it. But you have you have attack, throw away shield. Oh, not throw away shield. I don't know. Um, counter shield. I'm just gonna call it that. You have a roll and you have a counter button. So uh, and it all feels very very good. And the game relies on you doing executions, which you will see the same animation a lot. You will see the same uh, enemy character a lot. 
Like, they use a lot of assets, but I think overall they capture, like, that ancient Roman aesthetic very, very well. Um, they, like, and, and I think the, and I'll get into the story in just a moment, but, like, just making me feel like I'm in this ancient time, like, it looks beautiful. Even for a launch title on the Xbox One, I still think it looks great. Um, like, great, beautiful vistas. It's actually very colorful. Like, the, the Roman centurion armor, the golds and the reds really pop out. The greens pop out. Even when you're in, like, the dark environments, the blues have a unique, unique, unique look to them. Uh, it's such a, really like it, it, it that's how i like realism in my games like yeah they have realistic humans and proportions but like there's color it's not something bland to look at some instances it's it's blur it's it's dull because you're in spoiler you're in britain and it's rainy and it's fog and you know it's you can only do so much with that uh but overall but like but that makes the centurion armor stick out the most but what really made me play this game more was the narrative uh honestly um is it the you know the most original story of all time no but i found it compelling uh and honestly if you're talking to me about like i compared this to the eight the 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 1886 game for ps4 i mean both game I, to me they're both similar similar games were story driven simple mechanics but very beautiful technical while i think the order 1886 is a better looking game i feel like rise is a better active game, has a better story, and I think the, the combat's much more fun. Um, and you can actually see things in Rise, Son of Rome. First, you can't see shit in the Order 1886. Um, but the narrative, I think, is really, really good. Uh, it's predictable, but it's it's engaging. Like, the voice acting is strong. Like, the guy that got to voice Marius, who's the main character, he's like, really confident but like there are moments when like he has his his doubts in the empire um and i'm gonna spoil it because i have to um so he opens up i thought this would be like at the height of rome's uh, rome's power it's not it's we we are at the fall of rome the barbarians are invading nero is it is the emperor of, of rome and shit's going to hell um and uh nero is worried about uh, Dem- uh damocles the spirit of vengeance uh that 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 supposed to be coming for him um and uh marius starts him his tale uh and it basically gives you a flashback and you kind of go back 10 years you see how the barbarian invasion started uh you go to britain and you fight warring tribes in britain um and then you realize that oh the barbarians aren't what's killing rome it's Nero and his fucking children are killing Rome. So you meet, um, I can't remember the older brother's name is, but you meet him and he's just like the most arrogant. And this is why I think the voice acting is really good. The, the Him and his brother Commodus, because I remember Commodus more because it's a better, easier name to pronounce. His, he is like, they're both just slime, just like... Mm, look at me, I'm a god, I am this, you know, just high up their asses royalty, you know. Um, and, uh, they, like, he, they, he sends you on a mission to go rescue Commodus from, like, the northern barbarians who are beyond Hadrian's Wall. And, uh, and when you rescue Commodus, uh, who's, like, the governor of, of Britannia, they have a chance to broker peace, right? And, and the reason why the Britons are revolting is because the Romans are treating them like shit. Like, they, the, the centurions walk in and Roman, um, 
the the royal guard are whipping the shit out of this Britain. And I'm like, that's why they're fucking rebellion, rebelling because you're treating them like shit. Like we're supposed to be Rome. We're better than this. Um, and uh, like he like he ha- like it's like it's kind of like ideal. It's kind of so fucking weird. I'm playing this game now because I feel like. You know, like, that's not what America's for. That's not what Rome is for. It's very, very fucking scary sim- similarities going there. Um, but, like, there's there's an impasse where they're going to broker peace between Britain, this uh, King Oswald, and uh, Commodus. And Commodus gets a knife, and like, this is, this, is the se- this is the seal of my father, of Nero. And he straight up, like, tells Oswald to come in. And you know what's going to happen. He stabs him. He kills him in front of Britain. And what does Britain do? They fucking revolt. And then you have a whole siege section on, like, against against the city. It's crazy. It's also really fucking cool. Um, and I'm almost done with it. I haven't been in the game yet. Uh, I, have feeling, I have a feeling Marius dies. I don't know because I don't know, remember the context for Nero's death. But I will, what I will say on my last thing I will say is... I was wondering if we were going to get a gladiator section because it's a Roman game. Of course, it's got to be a gladiator point. So Marius is presumed dead at Britain and he then gets resurrected. I'm assuming it's by Nemesis, the goddess of revenge for Roman, um, and for the, for Roman, uh, for Rome and basically dubs him, uh, Damocles. You are Damocles. You are the spirit of vengeance. It was, you know, except the, uh, communist Nero and the other brother, they are the generals that betrayed. Yeah. So, and he's like, I need to get at them. I need to kill them because they're the reasons his father is dead. They're the reasons why Rome is going to shit because they're in power and they need to be stopped. And so he's like, well, how do, how, what's the closest I can get to them? So he barges into, uh, one of the brothers has, has like a hedonistic kind of room and he basically, fights it earns a spot in the gladiator fight he kills the older brother which i wish you get to do yourself but you don't but you in like you get to fight in the arena and it's so cool because if you ever seen the arena uh it's like two layers of ever seen gladiator where like you have the top layer and then underneath it's things just to come up and rise and change so you actually like things actually like will rise from the ground and shift to accommodate what the to accommodate what the narrator is telling you, um, and it's so cool. Like, and you see the crowd cheering, um, and then you fight Commodus himself, and he's he does everything to cheat. He he will he just doesn't want to lose. Um, he poisons you, he throws pocket sand at you, but then you stab him, and it's great. It feels so good. It feels so fucking good to kill that son of a bitch. Um, yeah, like. I could see why, like, maybe as a Xbox One launch title, maybe it wasn't critically well-received, but I think it's a solid game, honestly. Maybe it's hindsight, maybe it's my sucker for Roman mythology or just Roman history, or maybe it's because I'm literally watching the, the events of this game unfold in front of my eyes in American society with Trump acting, acting our, as our version of Nero. As the world burns, he, he, he golfs. Nero played the fiddle as Rome burned. Um, and, uh, I don't know, dude. It just, it just felt cathartic. And it's also very, very good. Uh, last thing I'll say is there's cool moments where you actually get to control a, centi- a, a Roman, uh, legion where you'll line up and, like, they march and you can cover, but then you can throw pyres. It's very simple, but it's effective. Aw, hi, kitty. Um, this game is simple, 
But it hit those endorphins, man. That that's all I really care about. Like it's not long. I I probably you could probably it's not a long game, but I found it gripping enough for me to to care about it. And it honestly makes me want more Roman Gladiator games. In all honesty, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised we don't really have anything. We mostly deal with like Greek stuff if we get any any video games based on that. Uh, Rome kind of gets left alone. Like Assassin's Creed's the only one. But I'm talking about like ancient Rome, where like you know. Rome, actual gladiators and not like kind of civilized Rome. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. I don't want to talk about Origami King for spoilers for Justin. But uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of Xbox One love this week for me. <laughs> um, probably more so next week. It but is yeah, that, interesting we I've don't get playing. more Rome games because like a lot more media, like, you know, TVs and movies and stuff are Rome than Greece, I think. <laughs> you, tr- no, true. Yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time is Gladiator. Yeah. Love that movie. So it's strange that it doesn't carry over to to games more. Yeah, and I feel like like I feel like Rome is such a like. There's so much different like aspects of Rome. You can talk about the rise of Rome. The, obviously, this game talks about the fall of Rome. Um, what, what happens to Rome after it becomes like a Christian country, a Christian nation? Like, there's so much facets to that part to to the to the origins of, of ancient Rome. Um, or shit, just give me a gladiator game. Fuck it. Let me customize. Give me a PvP gladiator game. Put me in a put me in a death arena where traps can happen, and that's it. That would also be cool too. Doesn't have to have a story. Give me a cool. Give me that. I'll take that too. I think there might have been but, a gla- like a gladiator movie game that was really bad. Probably, I, I wouldn't put it past it. But uh, we've been talking. I think I've been talking way too long, and I'm gonna talk some more. <laughs> uh, unless you had anything to add, Justin. No. All right, let's get into the news. Let's shoot do. Uh, so let's get the the Xbox stuff out of the way first. Um, as I'm going to queue it up, just to give Justin time to talk the article. I am not stalling for time, not at all. Uh, yes, here we go. Uh, so uh, Microsoft unveils new Xbox Series X UI. That, try saying that three times fast, as I will not because I'm not a monkey. Um, uh, Microsoft unveiled an extensive look at the new Xbox interface, which is designed to provide a cohesive experience for players across fried devices, including Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PC, and Android devices via cloud gaming. Um, just to go into more detail, Microsoft says that the home screen will load more than 50% faster when booting up the system and around 30% faster when returning from a game. Uh, the improvements are also cut down in memory usage considerably, around 40%, Microsoft says. Other improvements include the console consolidation of parties chats into a single tab to streamline communication and make it easier to track what's going on with your friends uh one key aspect mentioned is how the system will connect to mobile devices using the new xbox mobile app when you capture a gaming clip for example it will automatically be sent to the mobile app making it easier to share uh your social media choice so yeah kind of basic stuff but promising stuff i do like that um that that's app the idea of it going to the phone because I've taken some screenshots from the Xbox One, and you have to go out, go to share, scroll down, then upload, then choose the platform. So I kind of like the idea that it goes directly to the phone, and you can do it from the phone. It's like that. Um, but as for the other stuff, that sounds cool too. It all it basically looks like the PC Game Pass UI, which is not a bad thing. Um, as a new Xbox owner, what do you think of the current Xbox One UI? It's ass. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's ass. <laughs> I'm not gonna. It doesn't make any sense. Like it's a, like no. I've had mine for almost a year now, and I still struggle to navigate it. 
Yeah, I just, I just, I only go to two tabs. I only go to my games and Game Pass and Blu-ray whenever I'm watching a new movie. Mm. Uh, I don't go to anything else. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like they have a really good like media system on their hands. Um, like the amount of you know variety you can do with an Xbox is much more impressive than like PS4, for example, because it's basically just running Windows 10. Um, so like you can put you know a USB drive into it and download the media player. And just play stuff straight off a drive, um, just like you could on a computer. And, like, that kind of thing is great. But it's all just so unintuitive with the way the UI is now. So oh, saying true, that it's, yeah. it's, like, it's more efficient, which I think is also kind of a problem sometimes. Um, it's weirdly slow considering it's ugly. Uh, it's more efficient and looks better. Like, I'm very excited for this to roll out. Yeah, um... Yeah, it took me a while to find the Blu-ray player. I'm like, why isn't there a Blu-ray player? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels weird that I have to download an app to play it, but yeah. it's whatever. Everything, you have to download an app. And yeah, then it's, it's the a... fact that, like, the apps are kind of tucked away is also weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not user-friendly at all. No. Um, uh, yeah, so not much. I'm looking forward to this. I, was, I watched the video expecting to see something, but I guess we won't see... I guess just like the prices, we won't see UI the, the actual UI for a while. <laughs> um, so, anything else to add on that, my buddy? This is rolling out to current gen stuff, though, so I could see it being soon. Cool. Yeah. True. All right. Shimmy do. Let's move on to more Halo news uh, slash Xbox news. Uh, Microsoft brings back Halo veteran uh, to get delayed back on track. Justice Stanton making a return to Halo as part of a wide reorganization to steer the game onto the right path. Uh, let's see. Uh, Microsoft, uh, yeah, no reason to talk about that. Uh, Justice Danny, who played a large role in developing and writing the earliest Halo titles and had most recently been overseeing another Microsoft published game, moved to Halo Development Studio, 34, uh, Studio 343 Industries, uh, that Bloomberg reported. He confirmed the change in a tweet. Uh, he'll be focused on improving the game's campaign mode, aiding the existing development leaders. Uh, Microsoft also hot moving uh, Pierre Hintz, Hintzy, I, I apologize for butchering that name, uh, another senior leader within 343 to focus on Halo Infinite and serve as a project lead for its free-to-play experience. Uh, the new project leads will work on studio head Chris Lee to report to Bonnie Ross, a Microsoft vice president who oversees 343, according to a person familiar with the strategy who has who asked not be named. Um... So yeah, that that's it. So they pretty much like it's all. Let's we need to get people in here. We need to get this game out. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not too familiar with Halo, so I'm gonna leave that up to you. Well, I was just gonna, I was scrolling down real quick. Um, Staten was uh, mm. like he started his career at Bungie. Um, okay. So he was around from the beginning of Halo, and he was mostly responsible for writing, editing, and directing cutscenes on the first three Halo games. Um, oh, okay. So I guess he's being brought in more as a uh, story consultant, um, which is interesting to me because it seems like they need more help on the technical side of things versus like getting the the story to make sense. Because you play Halo for the story, right? I mean, there's some good story stuff in there, but it just—I don't know. It seems strict, but he uh, this says project lead for the infinite campaign. Um, so I don't know. Maybe there's more problems with it than we thought. <laughs> I thought it just looked kind of gross. 
Yeah. Uh, or again, it's lead, so he's probably overseeing a, everything yeah. that has to do with the main campaign in terms of assets, not just like how the story's written. That's fair. Way. I mean, part of it is, you know, directing the cutscenes. Like, part of it is making sure that everything looks right, like animation wise and all that, to get the yeah. story across. So I guess that would be part of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good sign for sure, but they also put out something saying that they're holding steadfast to their 2021 release date, like they're not going to move it back anymore. So I have a feeling the game's still going to end up being a little rushed when it comes out. Yeah, probably going to be a huge-ass day one patch. And in, like this is not in the news, but there's been rumors. These are rumors. Take these with a grain of salt. <laughs> That they're gonna drop the Xbox One support at like at, it's not gonna, they're not gonna get Halo, uh, Infinite on Xbox One and just focus on Xbox Series X, which that's probably a good thing because then they're not stretching their resources and focusing the power. Uh, I don't know how that works, but I don't know. I, we'll see. I think at this point to completely drop a platform would be a mistake uh, because they've already kind of gotten yep. some bad press from the way the demo was received and stuff. And the last thing I saw like officially from them. Was they're not moving the release date and they're not moving the platforms. Okay, so to come out and say that so. and then make that change would look really bad. True, they're already they're already kind of in the, they're already playing from the hole, uh, considering what Sony has. Um, right, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Okay, um, let's before we get into the next block of stuff, we got some one off news today. Uh, let's talk about Hitman Three. The 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 not solid the this is the solid snake guy right no it's not I'm sorry this is a bad joke um this Hitman is more 3, news for, uh, for Thomas I don't care <laughs> okay did you did you want to skip it we can skip it I mean if you have nothing to say we might as well eh, I'll just say Hitman Three is launching on Epic Games uh, exclusive on Epic uh, Epic Games Store so that's it moving on uh, since I don't really play those games because I'm too stupid to play those games yeah it's more just um, I know because I thought he might have an opinion on it but it's more just an awareness of hey this will be exclusive to the Epic Games Store be prepared okay uh there was another one-off one okay here it is uh you just added this mm-hmm. uh we are getting a Resident Evil series coming to Netflix um and oh yes who is going to be the live action Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. Uh, no the answer one. is nobody. Be- yeah, the answer is nobody. Uh, so, Resident Evil Netflix series officially confirmed will tell a brand new story. Um, after more than a, this is courtesy of IGN. Uh, after more than a year of speculation, the possibility of Netflix developing Resident Evil series, uh, they f- officially confirmed it. Uh, according to Netflix, Resident Evil t- uh, will tell a new story. Uh, in the first timeline, 14-year-olds' uh, sisters Jade and Billy. Hold on, can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> Jade and Billy Wesker uh, are moved to New Raccoon City, a manufactured corporate town forced on them right as adolescence is in full swing. The more time they spend there, the more time they realize the town is more than it seems, and their father, uh, presumably Albert Wesker, as the as the article entails, uh, may be concealing dark secrets, secrets that could destroy the world. Cut to the second timeline, uh, well over a decade into the future, there are less than 15 million people on Earth and more than 6 billion monsters. Jesus Christ. Uh, Umbrella, uh, the... Uh, what is it called? Stars fucked up. Uh, and uh, people and animals infected with the T-virus. Jade, now 30, struggles to survive in this new world with secrets from the past about her sister, her father, and herself continue to haunt her. So this is this is, uh, this is is an approach. 
I don't know why they're going Resident Evil movie with it by making, you know, a new main character and probably having, like, the game characters come in as, like, guests, like, one-off guests and stuff. But they're taking the young adult approach to Resident Evil, and that worries me. Yeah, I mean, yes and no, because they are going to have the future storyline with the older version, but that's probably not going to get not nearly as much play as the... But 14-year-old sisters moving to Raccoon City right as adolescence is in full swing. Like, they're going to milk that. No, you're right. And I would think, after the success of Castlevania, right, Castlevania is an adaptation of Castlevania 3 that, like, expanded upon the story, but was still faithful to... Kind of faithful to the game. I mean, they killed Dracula at the end. That's what you do. Um, and uh, it was beautiful. And what we wanted. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying it had to be animated or anything. I I kind of. I really wanted to see the Alkali Mansion. And, you know, in its B-horror moviness. And have a new Jill to, you know, fawn over or something. I don't know. Because um, I, I, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's interesting. I'm not going to call it bad right away um but it's definitely an interesting choice although apparently there's uh, according to some people in resident evil 6 there's references to wesker's kids in there so mm. I, who knows um but wesker's not the best character in resident evil or he's just the most popular because of memes though that's that's right. why they're using him um uh, i mean he's a compelling bad guy uh at least i think um he's really cool but like then just like if you wanted Wesker, just fucking do Resident Evil One and have Wesker, you know, play the expand on what we saw. Maybe show the before. I don't know. Then now we get into RE Zero elements. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Netflix, you're you're playing with my emotions here. Yeah, and I like it's hard to straight adapt something because you want it to last multiple seasons. Well, most places do. Netflix tends to cancel things after one or two seasons, but yeah, um, you want the idea. To have legs. Right. So by creating original characters, you know, you don't feel tied to anything that already exists. But right. I'm just caught up on the presumably twin sisters here, like teenage sisters. It feels very CW. Um, and it, it doesn't does. help that it's, which I think this could be a good thing, like given the tone and all. Um, but it doesn't help that the showrunner is uh, Andrew Dabb, who was responsible for Supernatural in the later seasons. Um, mm. So it's going to have some of that CW tone to it just from, you know, who's involved. Um, and like I said, I think it could be a good thing because that's, you know, kind of a horror comedy show. And bringing those elements in will elevate it. Um, and then the lead director is from The Walking Dead. So again, bringing those elements in, but those are also both, you know, broadcast TV, like, quote unquote, safe for work, like teen shows. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, Netflix, I mean, who knows, maybe maybe Netflix has a bolder vision in mind with this and we'll be surprised. Because, I mean, at the one hand, like, I, I would it be cool to see, like, elements of RE1 expanded, but, like, maybe stuff that we know from RE0, but without the stupid uh, prison guy, Billy, I think that's his name, that was his name. Um, I don't know, There's because, like, there's so much, like, cool lore in the Resident Evil series mm-hmm. that, like, you could introduce into a TV series. Um, 
and like I don't know, it could be interesting. But like, are are we gonna? My question is, are we gonna see Jill, Chris, yeah. Claire? I mean, yeah, I'd Leon. love to see an expansion of that lore, but I don't want something like the movies where it's totally focused on new characters and the old characters just pop in to say hi, are killed off, and then never important again. Yeah, yeah. Like it, maybe if like Claire, maybe if like if it's revealed that Claire Redfield is like their caretaker or something, and like it gets like a secret mission because she's trying to keep a track of like somebody's tracking them because maybe they have something inside them because Wesker's an evil son of a bitch. I don't know. Uh, we don't know a lot, but I think it's um, yeah. Who knows? It's too early to tell, but we'll see. Uh, just just don't make it too scary. Like, because Resident Evil is a fucking B-horror movie. Yeah. Right? That's why I'd say like, that Supernatural's influence could be useful. Yeah. I want my cheesy jokes. I want my one-liners. Give me the give me that stuff in live action. Make it cheesy. Uh, it's what, make it scary. Make Give me my jump scares, but, like, make it cheesy, you know? <laughs> Agreed. The tone is going to be the most go, important thing here. People will forgive, like, you know, a, an adaption of a story, like, with new characters and stuff, if they nail the tone. True. All right, so let's go into another block of news, uh, this time with DC Fandom, which was the big uh, DC event for 24 hours where uh, we got to see new reveals of Suicide Squad and the Batman and Hallelujah. I won't say what it is because you know what it is based on what I just said. Watchmen. Um, yes, exactly. It's Watchmen 2. Uh, so, uh, but we also got some video game news. We got two, uh, pieces of video game news. Uh, both oddly tied to Batman because, god damn it, they don't want to make me happy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, tied um, to the Rocksteady, uh, like, Arkhamverse, at least. True. Yes. So, uh, we have first, the first one we got was a full, uh, gameplay slash trailer reveal of Gotham Knights, which... Even though they say Batman is dead and it's the characters, it's not tied to the Arkham universe, so it's super confusing. Um, uh, but this is, I think we've heard about this game for quite some time. Yeah, it was uh, teased. We've talked about it being, before. Yeah, this is being made by WB Montreal. Uh, you play as Nightwing, uh, Robin, uh, Red Hood, and Batgirl. Um, Bruce Wayne is confirmed dead. Uh, and, um, and you'll be taking on the mysterious Court of Owls, so from the 2011 um, uh, storyline, the Court of Owls. <laughs> I, I thought it had a much more unique title. Um, there's a trailer. Uh, it looks very, again, it's probably very Arkham-y. Uh They didn't confirm if it was going to play like, say, like your like the Avengers game, where you can. It's going to have that grind stuff, which would make any sense for these characters because they would have everything because of the fucking Bat family, but. They have said that there's like a skill tree um, and a gear system, which is why there's uh, there's like you know numbers over the enemies and stuff because you okay. essentially rank up, okay, with new gear and whatnot. Um, but it's not like a games of service or anything. That's yeah, like, okay. That's you know, the word I was looking for. Thank you. There's no live elements. Uh, it's more Assassin's Creed style, where it's just you get new gear from enemies and stuff, and you can level up your character that way. Yeah, and and that's cool. I think like it's kind of bold to make a game called Gotham Knights but not have Batman. Now, part of me, this is pure speculative. Part of me thinks like they captured Bruce Wayne's corpse and he's going to reanimate it as a as a uh, 
as in Court of Owl. He's going to be part of the court, and it's going to be a big surprise. I mean, uh, he, he definitely is. So uh, that'll be cool. You get to fight. <laughs> You'll probably fight Batman without realizing it's Batman. Um, and then, like, one of them will make a one-off. Like, why does he, why does he fight so familiarly? Um, I just hope narratively it's good. Because you'll have all four of them together. Like, I hope whoever the voice actors are, they're like, they, they have a nice cohesion, you know, and they bring out the personalities. Um, and like, it, it can't be in the Arkham universe because Barbara at this point has no, uh, has no, uh, her legs don't work. Um, Joker, yeah. Joker got rid of them. Uh, God, that sounds so awful. Joker shot her in the spine, shot her through the spine. Uh, so, but it's somewhat the same designs as the Arkham game, uh, honestly. So it's, and that's why I'm saying it's confusing. Because, like, you have these elements, but it's then they said it's not. I'm like, I'm going to say it is in my own headcanon. It's a spiritual sequel yeah. to the Arkham games, because the thing that Rocksteady's making is not an Arkham game. Right. So WB, WB Montreal's like, we're going to dust off this Origins engine and, you know, make something else with it. Yeah, hopefully less glitches. Uh, it looked good, yeah. though. It looked really good, but I think it, and I think it's confirmed only for next-gen systems, which makes sense. Yeah, it comes out next year. Okay, that's cool. Uh, what's interesting is this article says that it's got Nightwing, Red Hood, Robin, Red Robin, and Batgirl. But I only ever saw the four characters. Yeah, the- that's why I didn't mention it. So Red Robin is is also Tim Drake, but he adopts a new identity in the comics. Because um, Damien, at the time, Damien Wayne is Robin. So it could be that the Robin we see here is Damien Wayne. But I didn't see a sword, because usually Damien has a sword with him. Um, or, like, he has a unique costume. I think they said that Robin is Tim Drake. Okay, so then that that wouldn't... I don't know who would be Red Robin. Uh, let's see. That's I don't know for sure. But they mentioned, like, how each character plays differently, which is one of the coolest parts to me. Um, like, they each have their kind of their own abilities. Um, and, like, Robin, for example, can tap into the Justice League satellite and do, like, short distance teleportation um and i th- i thought they had mentioned that it's like it's tim drake robin when they said that but maybe not um like red hood has guns obviously um batgirl's more agile and has uh something with her grapple i don't remember what it was exactly but yeah they all have their cool unique stuff i just remember the teleportation because that like that's pretty unique <laughs> uh but they can each take on missions in their own way uh, because of their, you know, specific abilities. Like, you might be more stealthy with Robin, because he can kind of bamf around a little bit. Um, but with, like, Red Hood, you might take it straight on, because you can just shoot people as you go in. Right. And they had, I think they had, did they confirm t- uh, two-player online co-op? Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's it's drop-in, drop-out, but I couldn't remember if it, was, if it was two or one to four. It would be cool. Oh, my God, it would be so cool if we could get four people at once to play as the Bat Family. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, that was, that was the case. Uh, I think it actually might be because I remember seeing somebody on my Twitter complaining, like, "Why can't we do this with Darksiders? Damn it, <laughs> money." That's why. <laughs> it's definitely two, though. It, just, it might be more. That, that's oh god, because like uh, they kind of tease that in Arkham Knight, where like there's a section where you get to team up with Robin and do takedowns, but it's AI controlled. So that would be cool to like coordinate, like. Imagine that you're, you're you're with your buddies and you're, you're either by yourself, either with one person or four people. Like, okay, you're gonna go here. You're gonna you're gonna set a bomb here. Oh my god, the the craziness that you could do. Yeah, with I mean, they kind of showed that. Like, there was a like an 11 minute gameplay trailer that ended with a, a boss fight between, I think it was Batgirl and uh, Mister Freeze. But like that whole section was like a two player co op thing, 
and it was really cool. Yeah. Because they just kind of showed, like, you know, obviously it's online, so it's not split screen or anything. But, like, they showed your main character, and then you could see the other character, like, doing their stuff in the background. So it really did kind of feel like a team-up. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm very excited for this. Mostly because of the co-op. Like, I think it'd be really fun to play with friends. Yeah. this this. Um, uh, but also, just, it looks good. True. It, it looked very, very good. Um, also, they, they stress, I think they, they it, was it this one or the next thing we're talking about that they stress it will have a single-player campaign? Um, I think. Well, yes, it's a single-player campaign, but the entire thing can be played co-op. Okay, well, that's cool. All right, so uh, speaking of that, uh, single-player campaigns, um, we kind of got teased about this a while ago, which we thought was Bizarro Superman. It's not. But we officially, the world was officially revealed to uh, that the newest game from Rocksteady is Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Um, so you'll be playing, uh, and it's not Bizarro Superman, and I said this in our, our private Discord where I feel like an idiot, cause it's, it, the first thing you see is a huge-ass Brainiac ship, uh, which I'm really happy that Brainiac, like, you got this with Injustice 2, and then now here, they're really pushing Brainiac as, like, a huge villain, uh, like, for mainstream audiences, I think that's really cool, uh, Brainiac has seemingly taken over, the, seemingly the Justice League. We only see Superman. That's why he has the purple stuff, because he's infected with Brainiacism. Um, and uh, you play as Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm trying to get the roster right now. You play as Harley Quinn, King Shark, Captain Boomerang, Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, wow. who seemingly has flash powers, which that's weird. Um, yeah, apparently there's like a comics... Uh boomerang that's not like the the other guy it's some some other captain boomerang and he's a speedster yeah even though the the captain boomerang that's popular that the flash fights is australian so like it's they're 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 cherry picking which is fine it's whatever it's not a big deal uh i just didn't expect i think this other one might also be australian okay that's but he's a speedster that's so like really odd um i just saw someone talking about it i don't know like i'm not an expert yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna call bs on that uh, they just wanted to give Captain Boomerang powers, which is fine. I think that'll be fun. Um, uh, so yeah, Harley Quinn, King Harley Quinn, King Shark, Captain Boomerang, and uh, Deadshot, who now looks a lot like Will Smith. Uh, or is put not he doesn't look like Will Smith. But he looks a lot like Jax. Yeah, uh, it's it's not a white guy. I correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse, because Deadshot does show up in the Arkham games, but do they ever? Is he ever demasked? I don't remember honestly. I mean, you played them way more than I did. I because I I don't in Origins. I don't think you demask him. I think you might demask him in 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 City, but I don't remember if he was a white guy. I could boot boot it up at some point. Go check. Um, but that would be like whoa. Okay, okay, maybe it's just a. It could be just a code name thing. That that's that's another another thing. But it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. I. Uh, I don't really have any details okay. on it. If you want to go I, details, I looked up um, the Captain Boomerang thing. Okay, because you called me out, and it's Owen Mercer who is the son of the original Captain Boomerang. Ah, so he is still Australian. Okay, forgot about Suck that. Suck it. Okay, um, and he has uh, like one of his powers is speed bursts. Um, so it's unclear how he 
got the ability. Um, but it says he may gain his speed from the speed force like most speedsters. However, he maintains that he gains his speed from his metagene. Whichever the case, Owen can only move in short bursts of superhuman speed. This power allows him to accelerate short distances, or more, not- more notably, when he throws boomerangs. Okay, well, that's that's a cool way to not, you know, give a, a little bit of variety versus a guy who just throws boomerangs. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it makes him, it, it gives him some more unique abilities from everyone else. Yeah. Because I assume there's going to be skill trees and stuff. Oh, for sure. Is this confirmed to be a games of service game? Did they say that? I hope they, I, I, I don't know. There was very little information, which yeah. is weird because it's presumably been in development for a long time. Yeah. And but all we got was like a four minute cinematic trailer and then... No hints of gameplay. A brief information about the playable characters and what the point of the game is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think you can, uh, I know they mentioned, they didn't mention Batman. No, they did mention Batman, which is the odd thing because, like, Batman's technically dead. But we don't know where this takes place in the Arkham timeline. Uh, although the way they worded it. It takes place after Arkham Knight. Yeah, which is like, well, then he's dead, though. What the fuck? Um, unless it's somebody else's Batman, which is yeah. possible. Uh, but Probably. they mentioned that you can't kill, you can kill certain members of the Justice League, but like Batman, Super, well, you, can, they mentioned that you can only capture Batman and Wonder Woman, or Superman and Wonder Woman, but Batman will not be captured, but you can't capture Batman because they don't want to show him as weak. That was a quote in an article, I fucking saw it. Um, mm. and, uh, which that's like, come on, like really? Let me capture Batman! Like, come on, let me do it! I'm the Suicide Squad. Um, and I'm King Shark. Oh God! If I if God if I got an action console, I'm so many King Shark just because he's voiced by a professional wrestler, uh, Samoa Joe. What's up? Um, <laughs> uh, but they but you can capture like apparently Robin's gonna be in the game. I think they say that you can capture Robin. I'm like I don't fucking want Robin. I want to capture Batman. Uh, but you can apparently <laughs> kill other members of the Justice League. So like if you wanted to kill Aquaman, now's your chance. Um, Please. Or Flash. I will do that. Yeah, which is odd. Like, yeah, I I still don't totally understand what the what the game is or anything. Yeah. Um But it is weird because, like, they said that it takes place after Arkham Knight. Like, it's in the Arkham continuity, right? And that you know, while it's not a new Batman game or anything, um, there's a reason it takes place in this continuity, and you'll find some of the uh, like the continuations of storylines from those characters in this game. Yeah. Which I assume part of that is Harley, because I I guess it's the same Harley. She doesn't really look the same. No, but, but yeah, people can change sure. Cost- yeah, people can change costumes and stuff or designs. Yeah, but just like personality wise, she doesn't really seem the same either. Um, but you know, other characters I guess will also have their their stories told this way. Yeah. Um. But it's it's branched out so drastically from Arkham. Where like that was really just Batman and his villains, right? To now be like the whole su- the whole Justice League suddenly exists and all this stuff. Yeah, it's like that's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, because like I and I kept when I was playing through the Arkham games this summer, I kept wondering, and most of when I played Night, just because of what happens in Night, I'm like, does the Justice League exist in this continuity? Because you never hear him reference to it. Like the most you get in in Night, like the in City. They reference like Central City, Metropolis, Keystone City, Coast City, key you know superhero cities, but that doesn't mean anything. That just means like key cities in the DC universe. In in Night, they reference Superman. Like, oh, what if that freak from Metropolis shows up? And I'm like, so is Superman just showing up at this point? Like, because like considering what happens in Night, 
I would like I would think the Justice League would show up. I think it's a Batman story. Batman could have told him to back off. You know, I got this. Yeah, because he's an arrogant asshole. It seems like a lot of comments or a lot of comics, uh, like city segment the heroes. They're like, oh no, that's Gotham. That's Batman's territory. I don't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of their way of getting around it. Yeah, and then and I think showing Superman in Arkham Knight would have sealed Batman's thunder. Like, oh shit, Superman's here. Um, so but like it's there's not even like a hint. That the Justice League is a thing in the Arkham universe at all. Like, it might be, but the way he acts, it's not. Like, they're, they're even acknowledged the existence of the heroes. That's it. Like, like I said, outside the existence, that one line off to Superman of, like, the, you know, the Freak from Metropolis thing. So, it's interesting. But, like, they kind of ended the Arkham series. So I don't know what, like, outside of Harley, like I said, outside of Harley, not, I don't. Unless it's like revolving who the new Batman is, like if there is a new Batman, but they I guess they, there is. I don't, it's weird. I feel like tying it. To, I feel like they should have. They shouldn't. I feel like they shouldn't tie it to Arkham. Maybe like in the same they, same continuity. That's fine. But I feel like they should have said the story. If you want more Arkham Knight continuation of that story, go play Gotham Knights. This is going to yeah. expound expand the universe further beyond Batman, but still be in that same continuity. So like you'll get a reference to Deathstroke or like what happened to Gotham in, in the, during the events of Arkham Knight. Yeah. It really feels like Gotham Knight should have been the sequel and then Suicide Squad's its own new game. Yeah. But like, I think Rocksteady probably was, you know, kind of like, no, the Arkham series is our thing. We're going to continue it with our game. You can't. Cause they barely reference Arkham origins. Like, they try to pretend that game doesn't exist. Yeah, for the most part. Except, yeah, I mean, Nye has references to it, but like, I feel like they were begrudgingly put in there. Honestly, yeah. um, and like they could have gotten around it with Batgirl because they could have had like the suit kind of be like a you know a war machine type thing, right? Where like it it gives like it makes her legs work in a way, like you know, it's it's one of those kind of. I'm trying to to say this the right way, but I don't really know how. Um, but, you know, like, animatronic legs almost. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the same thing what happened to Rhodey at the end of Civil War. Where, like, he was paralyzed, but he could walk with yeah, the Iron Man. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, no, I don't think, I think that's... So, I think, I think that's enough for the Batman stuff and the Arkham stuff. Uh, Suicide Squad about to blow the fuck up starting next year mm-hmm. with the movie. Um, which... <laughs> Both literally and figuratively. Yeah, fucking John Cena's in that movie. I love it. <laughs> I didn't know he was in the movie. I, that's so great. I freaked out so much. Um, yeah, doo, 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 doo. his his character is described as just a douchey Captain America. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's playing he. God, some of the characters say James Gunn. What are you doing, baby? Um, he's gonna kill them all off anyway. Yeah, true. Oh, it's gonna be glorious. Uh, so let's move on to the final news. And I didn't plan it this way. I swear to Christ. Um, but it's it's fighting game corner time. Uh, I was not supposed to host this show. Uh, so you definitely uh, planned it this way. I did not. I swear. Some of this was supposed to be for last week. Uh so let's let's get some of the drama stuff out of the way because I feel like like you know let's be serious for a little bit. Uh, starting with the uh, Lab Zero stuff going out with Skullgirls. Uh, so if you haven't been uh, following it uh, with the uh, Skullgirls saga, unfortunately, uh, we, we kind of reported on this uh, a couple months ago. Uh, Mike Z, the uh, face slash owner of of Lab Zero. Um, uh, kind of made a derogatory uh, joke about the George Floyd uh, 
like right around the events that happened. And uh, then afterwards, he there was some screenshots of DMs where he was being very creepy towards employees. And now very recently, uh, several uh, Lab uh, Zero employees straight up quit. They walked out uh, because they stated that Mike Z uh, had created a unsafe work environment, uh, which has now led to um, a hidden uh, variable in Autumn Games... Um, they the they technically own the publishing rights to to Skullgirls, uh, but they will continue on without Lab Zero's involvement. So pretty much they're saying, I mean, there's pretty much nobody working there now. Uh, maybe there's probably like few people who still stay there. Maybe for whatever reason I don't know. Everybody has their own reasons for staying, but they will. Uh, Lab Zero is no longer behind it. Um, Autumn Games and Hidden Variable Studios fully support the employees who have chosen to stand by their principles and leave in light of the behavior that we find in the allegations to be credible, uh, as they gave a statement out uh, for Mike Zaymont, uh, a.k.a. Mike Z. Uh, the statement, statement goes on to emphasize that Hidden Variable's independent studio and a former relationship with Autumn, not Lab Zero, says, but Skullgirls will continue on uh, without it. Um, so yeah, uh, this is pretty much a tale of how one dude fucked over an entire company uh and apparently there's comments out there where he was told you need to get sexual harassment training and he just flat out said no there's comments out there like that and that is like red flag number one um i feel i don't play skull girls um uh, i tried it it's not my thing but i feel sorry for the people most importantly the people who work there who had to put up with mike z um and his attitude to how he treats people and his uh, apparently he tries to play he has tried to play off his like oh i'm weird i'm different i'm like oh i just it, i just get crawly and i hope that these people who are quitting uh who have left lab zero and you know shout outs to them because leaving a job that is not easy um that is uh very not that's you know that's hard that's hard that's money you're leaving on the table and especially in game development um not a lot of jobs out there uh, you have to be very selective. You know, you don't have a lot of choices. So I hope these people land on their feet. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, some uh, either Autumn Games or Hidden Variable will hire some of them, or other fighting game dev, uh, dev studios will be like, "Hey, you know, come work for us." So we'll we'll see. But it's a very ugly situation, and proves that you being a shitty human being can bring down everything. Like one guy ruined it for everybody. Uh, I, I know you don't play fighting games, Justin, but uh, any comments? No, I mean, that. like, it's never... Sorry, I'm not going to have a lot to say about any of this stuff, but it's never, you know, good when you have to deal with those work uh, circumstances, so I'm definitely glad they had the, the strength to get out. Um, I can't imagine yeah, dealing it, with that stuff for as long as they did. Yeah, apparently Mike Z has had this kind of um, uh, attitude... Uh, for a long time and then I'll, I'll top it off just another one of the other prominent fgc figureheads of like the 09 era is apparently an alt-right conspiracy theorist and covid denier so yay um he's already been out though uh we've, we've kicked him out he's not welcome anymore um fuck you gutex uh so the other one is a little bit drama filled but not as bad thankfully um uh, this has to do with uh capcom cup and Lord knows, every time I talk about Capcom Cup on this show, um, it's always about drama and the netcode. Uh, so uh, two weekends, at this time, it was two weekends ago, um, uh, 
it was a uh, Capcom Cup North America East uh, tournament uh, to determine who would be a qualifier for Capcom Cup. Uh, and uh, a match between Punk and uh, Chris, um, not Chris, I'm sorry, Alex Myers. Um, on August 15th, during North America West qualifier, America West uh, won qualifier. Alex Myers defeated uh, Victor Punk Woodley. Uh, at the conclusion of the uh, match, uh, Punk engaged in unsportsmanlike conduct against the tournament organizer Alex Valle on Discord and player Alex Myers on Twitter. Uh, so Alex Myers uh, won the set, and according to Punk, the set was very laggy and apparently had been laggy early on. And uh, he basically cussed him out on Twitter, called him a bitch, um, and was very detrimental. Uh, so, uh, and then apparent, and that was it. Uh, he apologized on Twitter, but apparently also he said something to Alex Valle, which I won't repeat because it's pretty fucked up. Uh, Alex Valle is the tournament help was helping organize this tournament. Uh, he does level up, OG in the community. Um, uh, and basically Capcom has ruled that this was a clear violation of the CPC code of conduct. Under normal circumstances, such behavior would result in a suspension for multiple premieres. However, given the limited number of qualifying events this season, such a ban has, exe- has excessive consequences. Capcom has therefore ruled that he should, cho- should he choose to participate, Punk will automatically start in the loser's bracket in North America West 2 qualifier in November 2020. We recognize that this has been a frustrating year, but threats and insults amongst our top players cannot be tolerated. We hope that this ruling uh, uh, closes this issue and that all parties can move on from the incident. Uh, Now, I know some people were kind of upset that Capcom ruled the ban, but if it was, if he had, to me, if he had only called Alex Myers a bitch on Twitter, because... You know, he's salty. Like, he lost. Like, you don't have a lot of chances to qualify for Capcom Club. That's a lot of money on the table. Um, I don't... Do I Do I condone what he did? No. Do I fault him? Also no, because, like, damn, that salt is real. Uh, the net co- Street Fighter V's netcode is not optimal. But the second you threatened the TO, when you knew... Because, like, a court, like, a court, apparently, early, like I said, early in the set, early in the tournament, he played Alex Myers, and the, and the set la- was laggy. And he, I don't know why he didn't report it then, versus making it a deal later. Because maybe we wouldn't get to this situation if it was the case. So it's hard to say. Uh, but I will say this, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I kinda, I feel like Capcom had to do something. And this is the most they could do because they can't ban him. I think that'd be too egregious considering the circumstances. Um, but uh, I will say I feel sorry for the person who goes to lose this bracket and your first opponent gets Punk. Uh, for those who don't know, Punk is considered the, one of the best American Street Fighter players uh, ever, and possibly some of the one of the best in the world. So good luck. <laughs> you narrowly lose only to you narrowly lose only to face Punk in round one of losers. Congratulations. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he he's he's been known to have tires like this. I mean, he has a certain way he carries them. I still respect him as a player, but sometimes his attitude just gets in the way. He's a very young guy. He's not like he. I think he's in his early twenties, so he's still growing up a little bit. But everybody's apologized. Everybody seems cool. So just you know, maybe next guy. Maybe you know, I'm I'm not a pro player, but like maybe. Just don't look at your phone when you lose in a, on a big tournament. It's just not a good idea. Just go take a shower, go cool down. Don't go to Twitter because you're just gonna. It's just gonna cost you. Capcom had to do something, and unfortunately, it was this. But you know what? The greatest irony is that he could win it all from losers bracket, 
and still make Capcom Cup, which would be the biggest irony. Uh, but good luck, Punk, in all seriousness. Um, the other one I'm going to talk about is kind of funny, but also like, I think, uh, uh, like a, like a, like, where's the line between esports and everything like that? Uh, so, um, this has to do with the Reddit Street Fighter tournament, which happens every Monday, hosted by Joe Monday. Uh, it's a great online tournament. To me, it's the best. Uh, Street Fighter Five online tournament next to NLBC, which is hosted uh, by Team Spooky. Uh, but this past Monday, uh, and I watched this live, um, we had a rare instance of of two um, Fong players um, make it to top eight, um, and uh, and by the name of D Answer and FGC Jesus. Background Fong is considered. He's a really goofy character. He's really low tier, but he like but because a lot of people don't see high tier Fong play, he's very frustrating to fight against because he has so many options and you like nobody really it's hard to like prepare for something that you don't see enough of. So it's like a lot like he beat a lot of uh both of these guys beat a lot of normal people who come by the tournament. Um just because they don't know the matchup, it's a it's a hard matchup when you don't know it. Uh, so, and uh, and so during uh, the winners finals, uh, uh, during winners finals, Joe Monday uh, basically decided to um, uh, they didn't they, uh, the fighting community has a uh, like they basically decided to just not talk about the match and they play fart noises during the set. And I thought it was funny because, like, it's Fong. And, in fact, somebody from their Discord showed up, uh, on, I think it was before or after the match, where, like, how is a Fong making top eight? Like, he's been garbage since season one. Like, how is this possible? How are there two Fongs in top eight? And, like, realistically, like, yeah, like, he's a garbage character. But because people don't know the matchup, that's why he's here. Uh, but also, um, uh... And, but since then, uh, Joe Monday has apologized. Uh, FGC Jesus has said he would not participate in the tournament again. Um, uh, he's, I don't like being treated. This is from FGC Jesus' Twitter. I don't like being treated that way. I'm not any different than anyone else who works hard at this game. Sorry my character is knowing to play and you don't know how he works. But, like, I made it to winner's finals. I was proud of myself. I get that it was a joke and stuff. I forgive you guys. I legitimately got hit, uh, got hit where it hurt my feelings. Um, so... Like, I don't fault Joe Mun, uh, FGC Jesus for feeling being upset. I, I I really don't. But the same, but at the same time, this is what I'll say about this, right? And then, dude, maybe the fart jokes were a little, the fart noises were a little excessive. I'll say that. But this is the Reddish Street Fighter tournament. This isn't a Capcom sponsored event. This is not like a premier event. You want to know how silly this event is? They had a money in the bank. And this is why I wish Thomas was here, because he would get it. They had a Money in the Bank tournament, and that's a wrestling reference because they, it's it's like, in wrestling, there's a Money in the Bank. If you win that thing, the, it's a briefcase, you can cash it in, and you can get a championship match at any point in time. So they did that for RSF, where uh, if you won that, you can cash in. Like, say somebody had just won Grand Finals and just played six nine six games... You could cat that that poor whoever has money in the bank could cash in and play some of the best three and win that tournament even though they only played one game or didn't play at all or got eliminated early they could still come back and do that 
it's it's supposed to be fun. And uh that's what I'll say about that. I but I I feel like this article is way too holier than thou. Like we're supposed to be better than this. I'm like Come on. I can understand FTC Jesus being hurt cuz that's upsetting cuz like like people mocking your playstyle uh for playing a weird character. I get that. But like this whole article and like it kind of created a divisiveness between like the FTC uh on Twitter where it's like fuck you Kotaku to Kotaku sometimes does good articles on the FTC. I'm going to lean more towards the fucking Kotaku stuff cuz like y'all don't talk they don't really talk about the stuff that's actually prominent some most of the time. And then the the clickbait drama gets more and more clicks. So that's why this like this shouldn't be a Kotaku article. I'm just doing I'm just talking about this so I can talk about RSF and you should sign up for it every Monday on at 6 p.m. <laughs> Central Time. It's a great tournament, and if you want to know how to run run an online tournament, Joe Monday is the way to go. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's it. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, but it it was weird that this became a fucking Kotaku article. Um, I don't really think fart noises are ever okay. funny. Fair enough. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like you know shame on them or whatever, but it's just like it it hurts the validity of you know video games as like a, a quote unquote real sport or career or whatever when those kinds of things are associated with it. Because, like, you know, there could be someone out there that's, like, taking it very seriously and, like, you know, spends all their time doing it. It's it's their livelihood. You know, it's what they make money doing. And then this guy comes in and it's like, haha, fart noises, yeah. haha. And that's all they're going to talk about. And, and I agree with that. Um, except that this tournament, like I said earlier, it's a for fun tournament. There's no money on the line. There's no prize money. Um, it's literally for fun. Like, I've entered it. Entered it. You know, they welcome everybody. Um Right, I understand the circumstance. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the, the issue around it in yeah. general is, like, if that's what people think of when they think of gaming competitions, yeah. it's hard for them to take it seriously. And a lot of people live in echo chambers where they go back to one example. Yeah, and I hate that, time. considering, like, there's hundreds of well-run, when before COVID, uh, local premieres that have beautiful storytelling moments. But no, let's just focus on... This instance, which is not a good incident, it's. I don't think it's bad either. I think it's, you know, both sides are one side is at fault and apologize for it. Um, but I, I just like if this is your example of like where you need to take it serious. I'm like, guys, go watch Capcom Cup Pro Tour for that. Like this is this is this is different. Like that, that's how I defend it. Like, but I definitely don't. Feel, I definitely feel that FGC Jesus is all in his right to feel upset. That his his gameplay was being trapped it was like for on, shitting on his gameplay, uh, for playing a character. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like, he definitely has the right to feel that, and I I agree with him. Like I'd be mad. Um, like what you you know, hell I've been, I've been. Yeah, I walked around at my job and someone followed behind me with a fart noise thing. Like it might be funny at first, but it gets yeah. annoying. Really I think quick. I've actually made it on stream, and I never listened to the commentary, and I'm scared to because I don't think they talked about the match because I was so bad. Um, so it's out there if you want to go find, if you want to go find it. I don't know. It was like back last year or something when I did it. Uh, but let's go home because I'm getting sleepy. Um, the final piece of news is, uh, we got a new, uh, reveal character for Dragon Ball Fighters. Yes, that game is still alive. Um, uh, we finally got, uh, Master Roshi is finally coming, uh, to Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, and he will be coming, uh, this September. So a couple of weeks. Um, 
we got a he uh they got a very brief trailer. Um, apparently, I'll just go over real quick. Uh, he doesn't have a super dash, but he has like a weird. He's gonna have. This is a problem I have with uh, these trailers because they don't show anything. They show like a super move, like maybe a combo string, and that's it. You have no idea. If you watch the initial trailer for this character, you have no idea how the character plays. Uh, but apparently, he has a super. He has a. He doesn't have a super dash because Broshi doesn't fly in the show. So he's like people. People are already questioning. Well, why is he in the game then? You know, it's it's weird. So uh, even though he was a requested pick, I don't know. What do you want, Dragon Ball fans? What the fuck do you want? You want a Roshi? He's here. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I'll look out for him. Uh, I haven't been playing Dragon Ball this year uh, just because the online is still ass. Uh, and funny enough, they were asked about online netcode, uh, rollback netcode, and they were like, "We can't do it. It's too difficult." And then uh, the people who did behind Fighting Ex Slayer like, "Oh, we have rollback netcode. It's in there." And they're a much smaller company with less with less money. So who's lying here? Um, <laughs> and then, so just to go over, one of the first moves you see Roshi perform is the Mafuba or Evil Containment Wave, uh, which looks like a similar beam to trap victims and seals them in a jar. Um, he actually he can do a backwards Kamehameha. Um, like I said, there's not much to know about it, honestly, because they do really short trailers. But hey, if you like Master Roshi, he's he's you know. He's been a highly requested character for a long time. He's definitely a fan favorite. Like, you know, he's outside of Goku and Piccolo. Like, you're going to recognize Master Roshi. Um, you know, um, uh, I don't know what that was. I was trying to do Roshi and I did Mario. Uh, but yeah, that, that, yeah. Uh, I know you don't play Dragon Ball Fighters, but, uh, Master Roshi, old man hype, yeah? I, I vaguely know who that okay, character fair is. Enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that, that's fine, Sorry. that's fine. Um, I just, I just read something that kind of make my heart sunk. Okay. Um, that's, yeah, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's okay, um, uh, holy shit. Okay, uh, Justin, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me if you look for Zero Score all over the internet, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, those good places. Um, nothing too exciting. I'm still streaming, uh, Thursdays and Mondays. But next Monday might be my last Monday stream. I'm not sure yet how I'm going to make that work. Um, so we'll see. All right. And you can find me at twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy for all related content to the Marvelous one. Uh, thank you for checking anybody who's checking out Atomic Shot just to give a brief concept of the episodes we've been over. Uh couple weeks ago we did uh ebra horror of the deep where godzilla had a lobster dinner uh the episode that just came out uh is son of godzilla yes dadzilla as uh justin quoted in uh yeah in our uh in our discord again these this this movie's on hbo max so if you want to watch it uh maybe uh it's up to you but like there's some funny moments with godzilla and his (laughs) his son um but the, and of course, the one that's coming up this next week is uh, "Destroy All Monsters," the initial supposed end finale to the to Godzilla: Reign of Terror. Um, it's not because we still got more movies to do. But uh, so yeah, it's 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 for all intents and purposes, it's the end game esque of the Showa era of Godzilla. So that was fun to record with me and Tyler. We just did that one yesterday. Uh, we look forward to coming that next, the following. Uh, look for that soon. Um, and, uh, of course, come into chartshot.com for all video game related content. Of course, Atomic Shot, uh, anything else we do. Um, and until next time, guys, enjoy your games and wear your mask. Wash your hands. <laughs>